Go ahead and give me that sanity check. <laughs> what? Ooh, too bad, so sad. Looks like you just picked up a derangement, friend. Happy Harvey here, and you'd be insane not to check out Chaotic Click Clacks. That's right, friends. Head on over to Facebook, Instagram, or Etsy and search up Chaotic Click Clacks. Peruse their exotic array of handmade gaming dice. So the next time you're staring into the gaping mall of insanity, you can do so with confidence and style. Remember, Chaotic Click Clacks, where we want to be your clack dealer. Welcome to Maximum Roll Entertainment Podcast, where we take the time to interview folks within the gaming industry. And guess what, folks? We're still doing our Dice Dice Baby uh, round two, uh, talking with our eighth dice maker. Uh, and as always, for the last eight dice makers, we've had Jenna on with us, a professional podcaster, dice maker, and uh, her company's Chaotic Click Clack, and you can listen to all her commercials on pretty much every episode that we air. Uh, welcome, Jenna. Thanks for having me again, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, long time no chat. Yeah, uh-huh. Right, right. Uh-huh. Hold on. Let me check the clock. Yep. Almost <laughs> 24 hours exactly. So <laughs> yeah. why, why, why don't you... Uh, Not that we didn't chat over instant earlier today. Yeah, I, I feel like I spend more time with you than I do with my wife. It's, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and get started and you go ahead and do what you do and introduce our guests that we have tonight. Yeah, today from Delaware, we have Amanda Strange with Hella Strange Dice. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm. my name is Amanda Strange. I am the human slash, I guess, eldritch being that makes shiny math rocks for Hella Strange Dice. Shiny math rocks go click clack. We like them. So many. Yeah, yep. Yep, I'm with you. I've been I've been looking at them today, and I I, I know I know that you said that your site is uh, going to be restocked this week, next week. When when's uh, that going? Next down? Friday on the twenty third at three p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I do believe. Yeah. Okay. Well, this Same. will air on Wednesday, so. Oh wow. Get ready for. Uh, hopefully, you get tons of people just stalking you for dice They're after gonna... this. It's going to be like a Black Friday. Uh, yeah. But virtual. Yeah, there won't be too many Fighting people getting step, stepped on or anything like that. So don't worry about your front door being, you know, <laughs> kicked oh, in goodness. and people stepped on. And maybe the so, internet yeah. will stop. You know, maybe they'll go that far. Yeah, maybe. So, Amanda, tell us about how you got into RPGs. Oh, goodness. Um, well, being the youngest of five daughters I was always like the closest thing my dad ever got to his son so I like was always into fantasy and since my dad was a huge nerd growing up I by default yep was born into that quite early on mm-hmm. uh, he's always into been into like Dungeons and Dragons and he's played Vampire the Masquerade and like World of Warcraft like anything he can get his hands on um, mm-hmm. and when he got the newest Edition, I got the hand-me-downs so it was like crack for my mm-hmm. little goblin brain mm-hmm. um then I went to college and it kind of like eased up because I got into sports and then when I graduated like my friends were like hey let's give this a shot uh that was back in 
2017. And we've had a solid group of at least like five to eight people. And we meet every single Monday since like June of 2016. Nice. And we have been going, we may miss like a week or so, like, um, but literally someone like I left my sister's wedding early to come play D and D. So, I mean, that's me. And then we even started like a secondary game. So like on Thursday nights, we all play online on a separate side campaign for fun because we have another friend who can't do Mondays. So we just have two campaigns running at once. Only two. I think Only I'm two. Five. Oh God. I wish <laughs> I wish. No, wait. Five podcasts plus two additional outside games. Yep. It's quite a that few. That would not be bad. <laughs> So it's it's like an obsession of like playing D and D, but now like it's being recorded and other people are listening and and watching it. And I think it's a new addiction. I have it because I oh yeah I'm in a lot of these and I produce a lot of other podcasts. And I just like I don't even play in some of them. I just I'm in there just doing the producing part of it. But I'm like I'm what's next? What's the next one we're gonna do? And I, I keep trying to start a new podcasts, or not even podcasts, but games. But then I'm like, oh, I want to make that into a show. How much is this gonna cost me to turn this into a show? <laughs> what do I gotta do? I have the platform. I just need, you know, I take it to that next level. But yeah, yeah. if I could game every single day, I probably would. Yeah, so I think we all would. I mean, it's great. It's way better than real life. Um. <laughs> I thought it was real life. What do you mean? Oh man, Kelly! <laughs> I've been a company you were for really D and D. Us in reality in our game crumpets. No, no. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, tell us about making. Gosh, um, I think I, I was looking at some dice, and I think it was late 2018, early 2019. I just remember like I think I saw like back in the day like a dispel dice like the kick yep. like the first mention of like a Kickstarter. Yep. And I was like, I've never seen dice like that. Like uh-huh. I think I was playing with like some Chessex. They were like super basic at that time. Yep. My first set. I have them somewhere. Yep. Uh but like a lot of my friends like they had just graduated and they're like starting to get into the grind of like trying to get a job after college and stuff. And some of them realizing crap, this is what I thought it was going to be. So I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I can make dice for my friends. Like maybe that could be something I could do because like, I always have a hobby and I was like, and this is a really fun looking one. So I just like, I started with like a super like basic mold. My dice had no pressure pot, no real glitter. I was using like eyeshadow, powder (laughs) for like the first pigments that I had I had no idea what I was doing I had none of the safety equipment I had resin burns I got resin on the carpet um it was it's like (laughs) the desk that I have has resin all over the other side of it I just don't touch that side anymore thanks Um, I feel better about my desk then oh yeah everything I have like all my clothes have resin on them at this point yep somewhere yep but it started small and then like I started making more dice and I was like I was like molding some like real generic dice that I had. And then one of my friends was like, you know, like your dice are getting pretty good. And I was like, nah. And like, I kept putting it off for like a year that I didn't think my dice were like good enough to sell. I was like, but they're not really like my own, like, like 
the numbers are a little like they're not mine like I don't feel comfortable selling something that wasn't mine and my friend was like you should you should do this like I think you could do this and I was like nah nah and I'm like my mom of all people who's like super straight edge doesn't play games doesn't really read for fun like the woman is a workaholic and she sat me down and she goes you know I think you could actually do this and I was like who are you and what have you done with my mother aliens have abducted you or something there's mind control a mind flare has gotten a hold of you what is going on intellect of our exactly she had no idea what i was talking about yeah she's like what is that yeah. <laughs> that's like my wife anytime i say anything about dnd she's like what huh? uh, but oddly enough like my friends and my mom who grew up while dungeons and dragons popular but like she had no idea what it was and basically never really did until i really got into it um they became one of my biggest supporters and like really pushed and finally was like all right fine I got a set of masters and I gave it a shot and I was like oh my god like I sold my first set January 1st 2020 oh wow really yeah that was like my first official sale and I was like someone someone bought a set that I just put up I was like someone actually bought like a set of my dice and I was like oh my god that's wild that that actually happened and sometimes I'm like eh, maybe it's just the internet playing a joke on me and then I realized it wasn't and I started making more and more dice and then like eventually like my students caught on that I was making dice because like you know you go to get like your keys out of your pocket and then dice just fall out <laughs> explanations yep, <no>. had to <laughs> be had for that dice all over it it's a little bit uh yeah one of lot. my students were like yo Miss Strange you throwing bones and I'm like no 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 Delaware gambling laws you can't do that here and um, <laughs> I was like, I'm not throwing bones, I swear. Uh, I had to explain myself to 30 high schoolers um, who well, don't even have their permits. I mean, if you're dropping two D20s, if they don't know the difference between D6s and D20s, and, but the ones that do recognize the difference, you're like, hmm, potential. Oh yeah, they, they tried to get me into like running a game like, during like after school as a club and I was like guys I'm already coaching swim and lacrosse like you're gonna have to fight you're gonna like you two are all gonna have to duke it out somehow I can't do both um but I ended up like helping the guy the teacher who was actually running the game club to start D&D for them right. so but oh um, that's awesome I love it yeah and then um the pandemic hit and like our school was already downsizing and they let a bunch of teachers go and I was one of them oh. uh I mean it happens like our school's like a public school we're like in a major city like yep. when funding gets cut like they're gonna cut history teachers and I was yep. the youngest on the totem pole like I get it it just happens but uh and then I was just like what am I going to do now? And then I was just making dice and then I just made more dice and then I was selling dice. And then I was like, hold a second. I think I could actually do this. And, uh, so your full-time job now. Yeah. Uh, nice. my full-time job is I make dice every single day, pretty much. Um, except Mondays because Monday is the full day D and D sessions that me and my oh, friends have. Okay. So Monday is my sacred day though. Sometimes I try to sneak some dice into the pot before I leave. Nice. Yep. Yep. I like that. All right. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, the pandemic has kind of, uh, I think, really bloomed the dice making world. So I, I think that uh, it's great. And it's amazing that you're doing Like, I'm so jealous uh, 
my dream is to do dice for that to be my main gig. And I'm, I'm people have heard my spiel about being a mental health. Uh, I'm a clinic. I'm uh, my emphasis in college was clinical social work. And so I work in the mental health field and I'm working on becoming a certified gaming therapist to provide therapeutic game-based services. I'm waiting so. to get my bill from all the game sessions that, I, <laughs> that I've run that she happens to be in. And I'm just waiting for my monthly, like, remember that 20 minute talk we had after <laughs> the game session? You said to send it to the VA, man. You said to send it to the VA. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, when she, you know when Jenna goes down that path, when she stops and goes, oh, yes, interesting. Tell me more. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You're psychoanalyzing me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> start the that, clock now go to. tell me more about that <laughs> he's caught on already no i have to change my wording now mm. um <laughs> uh, but yeah so i usually ask like um where people see themselves in five years i'm i'm gonna skip like well i'll i'll ask about inspiration later but i, I want to hear about like where you see this going because you're doing it now that's amazing yeah uh I mean, to be fair, uh, last year I kind of was doing it on and off because it's like, you can only do so much. Like I would yeah. be sanding dice while the kids are at swim practice. Cause as the coach, I was there cause they needed someone certified with first aid training and, um, to keep scores and everything. So like, I'd be sanding dice on the sidelines. Um, but now it's my full-time job and I would like to keep making it. And in all honesty, I am happy. I haven't, there hasn't been like a day where I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have to go make dice. Or uh, like uh, when I was learning, I sanded all my fingertips off and I have no nerves in three of my fingers or fingerprints anymore. Um, still didn't stop. Even when I was like, my fingers hurt a lot. Um, I've gotten more protective equipment, thankfully. And I actually like don't lose my fingers anymore. Uh, I'm hearing that but, quite a lot about dice making fingers, your poor fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was something I didn't expect, but um, wasn't surprising. No. But mm -hmm. I mean, considering that, like, I actually really love what I'm doing. And like, I get to hear like all these people's like, oh, these are for my cleric of Umberly. And then they're like, I'm like mm -hmm. oh, tell me about your cleric. And then like, I love hearing about other people's characters. And when oh. I get like a custom or something, like someone's like, I hope this isn't bad. And I get like seven or eight paragraphs of character backstory. And like, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, I need to know what's going on in your campaign now because now I am interested. Like I've forged it. a couple friendships over that. Like there's one where we send each other like paragraphs every couple days, just keeping up with the campaigns and the different mechanics of like each campaign. Cause like I'm it. in a 5e, she's in a Pathfinder. And it's just like, I gotta know love it that's amazing yeah i love rpg you know for a long time i I'm, I'm passionate about two things right like gaming and helping people right like and healing people and like i was always like how can i bring this together it brings people together it's such a collaborative amazing thing to be involved in and the community of dice makers reflects that right because it's such a collaborative supportive community oh yeah like if you ever have like a question like i've had so many questions and yeah. um 
like the dice field and everything and like it's just an outpouring of support and like people like offering suggestions and trying to help and like I've witnessed like one um, member of the dice making community was like I would love to like go out somewhere but like I can't afford a wheelchair for mobility aid and I remember they were like yo real real hush hush like let's let's see if we can do something and we were able to all like donate and able to raise money and help them out and I'm like that's that's what I love about it it's because people are doing it just because they want to help yep yes exactly that's exactly it like how many artists giveaways have I seen to like raise money or like auctions to raise money for somebody who maybe is related to one of the dice makers who's going through a hard time or somebody who even just knows a dice maker or is another dice maker like it's just such a great positive amazing genuine community and we check in on each other like if someone's having like a rough time like there is an outpour of love that comes in like I think I mentioned that I was having like a rough time and this was like back when my page was still pretty small and there was still like even four people who were asking if I was okay because like they had seen a post and they were just like checking in and I was like "Yeah. yeah I had to change my job status but thank you for checking in I'm doing okay and like just thank you and like a couple other dice makers were making rounds too and it's just it's just a community that really puts a lot of love into like everything they do and like their interpersonal relationships that they communicate with yes and that that's what I almost like think about the dice like you know yes they can they're much more expensive than factory dice but think about the love you're getting because really the community reflects the people that are making the dice because and I mean, most, like 99% of the people that I've met in the dice making community are just a bundle of love <laughs> like and support for each other and like just positivity. And when I'm like, I don't think I can do this or like I post something, it's like, girl, those are amazing. Like you are, <laughs> like I would buy those. So it's like, it's just, just yeah. And whenever I felt discouraged, just going to those different like um social medias and like asking for support immediately asking you receive and they it's always an outpouring of love when it is received yes so where do you draw your inspiration from uh well when I first started I was just like testing out colors of whatever I had um but now that I pretty much have the rainbow of any uh color combo I think I could get though I my glitter, my glitter costs and expenditures are through the roof. Um, Mine too. And I don't yeah, even like, buy glitter. It's like uh, when your credit card like doesn't do anything on your glitter purchase, but you go to grocery store and they're like, whoa, whoa, this person's at the grocery store trying to buy a chicken and some apples. What's going on here? Let's decline the card. And I was like, $500 with a glitter is like not, not a suspicious purchase anymore. Okay. For you. It is. Oh, see, I think Solar Color Dust thinks I'm snorting the stuff. Oh, God. Someone has to think that we're <laughs> yeah. snorting the, like, the color changing pattern. We're like, oh, that interference. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> A lot of my inspiration. Um, right now, I'm on like a Forgotten Realms Deities kick uh, yeah. just because I read, it's like an older edition. I think it was yep. D&D Advanced version. Like, yep. 
it's like the deities and faith or followers or something mm -hmm. and i remember seeing that and like i love lore i will i'm like a pig in mud i will roll around in that lore and it will sustain me for weeks yep and i just remember i was like oh these are so cool and i was like you know let me try making some dice like inspired by it like i, I did some like dice inspired by some characters of different D, D shows and like some of my friends stuff and i was yep. like what would a deity set of dice look like like they're like big wigs right they all got their different domains personalities oh, i was like gotta try it out so i did like my goddess kick and now i'm like doing some of the gods and then i'm starting to mix in some of the eldish pantheon and some of my friend one of my friends was like yo you want to get into magic the gathering and i was like oh here we go again so now i got some of the magic the gathering uh deities and different planeswalkers that i got coming up so those will be perfect for the aberon stuff oh god everything looks <laughs> it, it's all amazing i love it yeah yeah and um well just to throw down another challenge i want you to make some grots inspired dice grots grots yep g-r-a-z-z-t grots grots inspired dice got you He's a demon prince in the abyss. I was like trying Ooh. to find my uh, advanced AD and D uh, folio book that you're talking about because I have one. It's back there somewhere. I have all, uh, not all first and second edition, but a majority of them. Yep, I believe you. Oh, I love Kelly's them. Kelly's got an obsession. I love Forgotten Realms lore. Um, there's a couple of channels on YouTube that I watch and it's just like, I'm just going to queue up five hours of this and just get through a couple sets. Raven Queen. Yeah, I'm with you. I've I've listened to those while like, yeah, podcasts or like the YouTube videos while I'm like. Like the Lady of Pain in the oh. City of Seagull. Ah, that's like Old my Vitar, jam. Lothar, my lord and mistress. Like I, I need to know about the lady of pain and how she runs that like she's not a deity she's not a god what is she i don't know is it a she we don't know but i need to know yeah i'm with you i'm with you i'm with you i like it you're uh, very passionate about it and i love it i'm i'm here for it 100 i read so much and i have so many questions and i've read all the material and i still have questions so i'm starting to like i'm looking at like homebrew stuff trying to figure stuff out but i love a good mystery we'll have to do like a, a seance for gary gygax and it's like please tell us well they, <laughs> they have a lot of facebook groups that are second edition ad and uh yeah. specific that have some of the trs trs folks that actually uh they're in those groups that you can talk to and ask questions uh, I've talked to a few of them. I've been trying to get them on the show. Uh, but yeah, they're in. Just look up uh, Advanced AD&D, and uh, that should be a group, I think. And uh, it has like the old book covers. And uh, as long as you're not trying to like promote a bunch of stuff, you can just go in there and ask questions. And like I said, there's actual TRS uh, you know, folks that used to work for the company in there. And that can answer some of those questions. I love that. I love it. So tell me about the favorite, like the best set in your opinion. Like, I mean, obviously other people might have different opinions, but like, what's your favorite set that you've ever made? You can just describe it because we can't see it, but you know. Let's see. Um, 
my favorite set that I've ever made. Solid gold. Oh, there's so many. Uh, it's probably my uh, Kellamore set. Oh, uh, yeah. Lord of the Dead. Um, most because, like, I love my saloon set. The saloon set's like a moon glitters and silvery and just like the moon. I love that one. But, like, I love black, white, and copper. And yep. those are, like, personal favorite colors of mine. Like, mm -hmm. if I could decorate a room in that, I think I could die happy. So, Don't and I was... I was sitting around and I was thinking, I'm like, what would I do for him? And I was trying to think of like colors and I kind of like was sitting down because I have what used to be a lesson planner and now it's just a dice planner of different dice sets I'm going to make. Uh, I like it. It's, it. it's like there's all these little drawings with scribbles and arrows and I'm like, no one, no sane person who looks at this will understand what this is. I love it. I it's just, it has no rhyme or reason to it but oh, the therapist no i'm just kidding <laughs> i realized that more. i've never done a black and white set nice. i've done black i may i think i did one white set i usually don't do a lot of white dice but yeah. i've never done black and white and i love cop sleek because you know gold i feel like mm, wasn't feeling it haven't yeah, used yeah. copper in a while and i remember when i like pulled the set it turned out like so good like better than i thought it was compared to the stupid little drawing i did I just remember like turning it around, just like squat, like looking at it, I'm like, oh, that's, that's nice. And just like holding it up to the light and doing that for like 15 minutes and just yep. being engrossed by it. I love it. Uh, but that is, and then I inked the numbers all in copper and I was like, oh, okay, we're good. We're good. This is a set that like, I have a, I sold like all of them last time out, but I have a couple that I keep around. Um, and then I have like a D20 that I use in my personal set when I, that I roll. So I, I usually it. don't keep dice like that for my own personal set. My personal sets usually like rejects or extra stuff that just kind of got put into a different mold. Yep. That's, uh, all. that's dice makers. We mix dice for other people and maybe we went into this to mills, but that's uh, what you think really going in dice. That's not how it works. No. Uh, mine is a conglomerate of like my friends have full sets of my stuff yep. i don't even have a full set of my stuff i have random stuff yep i have one set that i made for myself one a whole complete set yep Ooh. one set it's because i demanded i was like you know what though what about you you need to self-care make yourself some shinies this set is yours that's it I have much more control than I do. My, my problem is when I get dice, I have to buy two sets because my character has two hands. Therefore, I should always have one set per per hand. Uh, and so I always buy double uh, when I do stuff. Why not four? You've got two feet, too. Don't, don't stop. Don't. Because <laughs> when you get to level, you know, 15 or... I mean, level 10 fighter, which I usually, I, I like to stay basic when it comes to that. Then they get two attacks per round. So I'm like, well, fuck, now I need four D20s and then I need to double my damage. Oh, now we have uh, ad advantage and disadvantage. So now I have to have- Now we need four sets. So I need, you know, 60 20s for one character uh, 
because I don't like to, I don't like to roll to like drop it and then pick it back up. No, I want to like. You just want to see all of them scattered yeah. in front of yeah. you. Yeah, you cannot paladin smite rolling one d eight. It's not allowed. It's against the law. The paladin. God, law. that's way, way too much. Like quick math that has to happen, and there's too I much know, counting. Okay? And then if you miscount, you can't go back and look it over. Yeah, like, if you smite create, yeah, you have to get that many d eights and roll them all at once. It's a it's against the law not to. I used to get. The I don't more, make the rules. I used to get the mini d d sixes where you like the box the little yep. box and it. it came with like I think twenty four. Yeah, there's it was for Warhammer, uh, but I got it and so I don't use miniatures and that's a whole long story that I'm not going to get into. But uh, I would just take this thing and I take the top off and be like zombies and I just pour it on the thing so wherever they fell. Uh, around That's everybody's miniatures yeah i use the d d6s uh in our last episode of the podcast well it's like two two episodes ago one of our characters used a dragon uh as a weapon and had to roll 24 <laughs> 24 d6 and uh he didn't have it on hand and i looked over at my all my d6s so i like i would have been able to do it because i would have <laughs> Uh, Did you just Alexa roll it? I know it was so terrible. So I, lame. I Every time he does that, I'm like, no, Brent, no. You have dice. Use them. Uh, so I would be that person that would show up with like chain lightning and and, and second edition D and D and be like, oh, I need twenty D twenty twenty D sixes, and I just drop them all on the table and hold on, I have to count them. You know, take That's my time. That's how I am. That's who I am. Yeah. That's who I am as a human. So I can't just buy one set of dice is what I was getting out. Uh, if mine don't match, I don't get mad though. Two, two or four. Gremlin. I yeah. do like the different colors because like right now I ha I play a barbarian zealot and they have a flame tongue greatsword. So like I have my 2d6 for slashing, 2d6 for fire, I my radiant damage. And yep. it's like, I just got that all lined ready to go. So I know what goes to what in case the DM's yep. like, how much fire was that specifically? I'm like, ah, something's got a fire resistance. Yep. No, I'm 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 with you on that. I actually also separate out by like the damage type, like the type of dice based on damage type. So someday I'm gonna make some sort of like weird monstrosity set with like, here's your lightning damage. Here's your. <laughs> well, we kind of did something like that on our. Dollars, I'm pretty sure though. Not our Kickstarter. On our Patreon, we did something like that. So down the road. Yeah, the chain lightning set. Yeah, where, where it's, you know, I think it's like six or eight D6. Uh, those kind of things is we're trying to think of ways to, you know, because you can buy a set of seven dice. Uh, and I made Jenna a bunch of masters. And I was like, well, for the maximum roll sets or the crumpets and kerosene set, I want to have two D20s because now we have disadvantage. Yeah. And so we started adding these extra dice and I was like, oh, I might as well add another couple of D6s in there. And then, oh, let's take the D4s out, the diamond or the pyramids and put the diamonds. And I'm like, no, let's just do both. They, they have a cow trip and they have a diamond. Uh, and next thing you know, we have a nine, nine piece set. <laughs> to, to, and I've cut them off. I'm like, that's enough, man. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I can't fit more than that in one mold. Like a fireball special, just 86, boom. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I Well, I mean, I've bought fireball special sets, but they were like factory dice. Yeah, so Cosmo Joe through, I can't remember what his company is right now because I'm lacking sleep. But 
I will text. I will message it to you. He's um, he's based out of Menasha, Wisconsin, maybe Green Bay. I don't remember. Uh, somewhere in Wisconsin. He does like like he does the all lightning. He makes like little the pips for the lightning set, and then there's like a bardic inspiration, like set. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the bardic inspiration. I have a vague memory of that. Yeah, I own them all. It's not that I have a dice problem or anything. Um, <laughs> no, my I friend's been trying to get me to do like the healing potion things for like ever because no one can ever remember what the healing potions are at our table. I see. I've seen those dice, and you know, I started thinking about that. It's so cool that like now you can just go buy the the mini uh dollhouse wow. furniture <laughs> and you get the really small sets like they they you can be like oh man uh i can put this in dice and i yep. I, I didn't i wanted to ask this yesterday so i'll ask it today when you put a bunch of this stuff inside the dice uh and so if you put a potion bottle or whatever does that offset the the yes. dice if you don't center it or do you think yes. about that when you're making your die it's like oh i can't put this giant piece and this tiny piece and you know they have to be somewhat centered the only time where i'm like it's not going to fully like offset it is if i make something that is resin and then add it to the resin dice because at that point it's all solid resin but the moment you start adding like like i make little ears and then i paint them yeah. and then but the resin because if i use metal ones that is going to slightly offset the dice. And I know that it's been one of the most like common questions like, ooh, are your dice like, are they balanced? Or I don't get that question ever. Oh my God. I was like, I remember getting that question like the first time and I was like, what do you mean balanced? I'm like, I don't, I don't put them on a scale and like balance them out to a feather. I'm like, what, what do they mean? Like balance them on what? I had to look that up. Um, <laughs> but they're like the only dice that are like actually fully balanced or Vegas dice and they're made with like a very special machine and they're changed out every like couple yeah because once you start chipping them and the oils like, on your fingers it varies yep, it, it. it down on the certain sides yeah, yeah that's, I remember that's... having to like read up on that and I was like oh that's crazy but some of the inclusions like yeah like if you put anything metal in there like yep. if you put like a musket ball or something yeah that's definitely going to weight it that's but like yeah glitter any little yeah. resin inclusions um, yeah glitter isn't gonna throw it off no like no, okay. if you can roll chessex dice and your gm allows that at the table like handmade dice would be no different yeah actually i would say handmade dice are better because i don't know how many chessex dice you've had but like i like bought them and i'm like hey look at all these freaking air bubbles in here like the bigger air bubbles if they're using a pressure pot if you're using a pressure pot you're not going to have that same level of air bubble. Yeah, whereas you know, like, like once in a uh, while you might, but it's much more rare. And um, you don't, somebody went through and hand sanded and hand like polished. So your sides are going to be like, it's same. not like we don't pay attention to detail. I think literally, dice makers are the sweat, most detail oriented. Sweat, <laughs> sometimes blood, <laughs> sometimes tears. Yeah. Tears sometimes, a little bit of everything. <laughs> Yeah, mostly tears when i'm like sanding while watching like a lord of the rings like a trilogy and <laughs> it battle of helm's deep always gets me man i ain't gonna lie oh yeah, man me true. too every time ever Every got that set of dice you got an extra special set with my sorrow in it yes 
These are clear dice that just say sorrow on it. Yeah, it <laughs> the entire time. I bless yeah. them for they you. They were made with my tears, Kelly. Yeah, Somebody I'm asked sure. if it was in the liquid cores the other day, and I said, it's pee. It's goblin pee. Yeah. Liquid cores are wild. <laughs> they were like, really? I was like, no. It's water, dude. <laughs> I give a gift to everybody in my days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always there. Just one way. Yeah, you always have a part of me. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. It's the part that my bladder rejected, but whatever. <laughs> oh, jeez. Went dark real quick. See, if I mentioned about the multiple dice per set, uh, when Jenna finally gets to the point of making my custom set, uh, once our entire uh, staff get their dice first, uh, I'm hoping to get, you know, multiple D20s so that I have advantage and disadvantage. Uh, but you, you know. want two D20s is what you're saying, right? Yeah, now. that's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, you always got to have more than one in case one starts acting up. Yeah, I mean. You got to put it in dice jail? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Unless you're my friend Renee. They uh, have a curse. They rolled seven nat ones in a row through the dice uh, and it hit my phone screen, cracked my phone screen and then hit me in the eye. That's how unlucky they were. Over 90% of all rolls they do, no matter whose dice they use, it's oh, under it's a four. It's them. It's it's definitely them. Like we've oh, tried yeah. factory made, we've tried handmade dice, we've tried digital dice. There's no saving that. The yeah. trick is you need to get a four leaf clover and put that in a dice for them and go here. I've you tried go. that. It doesn't work with people with real bad luck. I've tried it. Oh, um, tiny, tiny I got to do something. Got to do something. No, fun. you know what you need is one of those dice that has no one but two twenties. <laughs> that that might be it. That might be the only way. And the ironic thing is they play a cleric of Timora, the goddess of luck. So it's kind of like, <laughs> wow. Ow, and your character's name is Lucky. Ooh. I feel like they they brought that on themselves. Yes, then, they upset so. someone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've known a few people like that. Uh when I DM I have the opposite lock. I'm like, Nat 20, Nat 20, Nat 20. I started rolling in front of them. I took the screen away. I was like, all right, well, you all are gonna see this. And it was like Nat 20. They're like, no, use my cursed die, Nat 20. Oh God. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can't, there's nothing I can do about this. See, Don't know. In the podcast, I love it when people critically fail because I put sound effects in our podcast. And so I, someone trips uh, and their face goes through a glass window. Everybody loves that. They roll a two and they're like, oh, yeah, you tripped over the door. I, we have modern cars in my homebrew game. It's been around for a very long time. Uh, so, yeah, he rolled a critical one trying to jump over a car, but he rolled the window up while it was driving a while back he forgot about that part so his face went through the windshield with that critical fail <laughs> i got to throw in that sound effect of a smashing face into a windshield and so i love it when people critically fail because they you know or they have a gun and they go to pull the trigger and i can put just a click and they're like oh you know so i, I enjoy the critical imagine fails. it being like the joker when they had the one that said bang bang yeah sometimes Sometimes failures are like some of the funniest parts of a game. Like oh, if yeah. I critically fail or my character's just rolling bad, I'm like, it's, this is great content. I love this. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And that's why on the, on the show, I have like, we don't use roll 20 or D and D beyond or any of those tabletop virtual tables to do dice or anything. 
Uh, they just roll and I go with whatever they say. Uh, and so sometimes they play into it, like they'll, they might roll high, but they're like, no, this is too funny to, to not have like something goofy happen. N not in combat, but usually like when they're just trying to do something in general. Uh, yeah. so a lot of people fail uh, their role. And so it just makes it more don't funnier. Don't tell them that we're faking it. <laughs> <laughs> not all the time. There's a lot of people that always, you know, seem to get really high all the time. But, you know, I don't say anything. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just have to adjust fire. And then, you know, I'll, I'll get you. <laughs> I will get you. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Okay. Don't let them roll. You roll. Like, doesn't matter how good you roll on a dragon's breath attack. That's going to no, get you no, one, way or another. No, one way or another. Unless you're immune to poison and it's a green dragon. That's my favorite thing. Or you play first edition modules and you didn't even get to roll dice. The DM is like, what do you want to do? Okay. And they roll the dice for you. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> thank God D&D has advanced since then. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, and before you would roll, every door is an encounter. So there's an encounter table. And on this table, there was death. And so you could roll or there'd be a full blown dragon. Like there wasn't younglings or anything. It's red dragon, black it's dragon. dragon or nothing. Yeah. Adult or nothing. <laughs> the door uh, no opened. Go home. Yeah. It's you like, matter nothing. That's it. That's, that's all you get. When people are like, oh, I want to play Gary Gygax. And I'm like, I, I know, you know, I, I thought I did. But the more I learn about, you know, first edition, uh, you weren't meant to survive it. It was like the original Call of Cthulhu. You, yeah. just, you didn't know if you could make it through like two doors because each time you go to open a door, you could run into a dragon or die or, or nothing, you know. Mm -hmm. So accurate side talk sorry all I'm right jumping well kelly you want to give us our scenario yeah we're getting to the end of that time was there anything else you wanted to throw out there about uh dice making i know we kind of went ran the gamut in different directions do you have a question for jenna i know not many dice makers uh communicate like on screen together so this you know this oh it's kind of like give me like I'm like an old high school teacher, like at the grocery store after you graduate. It's kind of like yeah. that weird, like, oh my God, did you it's leave like the school? Circling each other. You're in real life? Like, I was, you look familiar. Like, what's what's different? I, I was nervous when I first started. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Jenna's really cool. And I could just put her in the room with another dice maker. They'd be like two cats going at it. I don't know. Uh, so no, far, no, we'd really good, be so. showing off our glitter collections, probably. It's like, oh, yeah. look at these yeah, powders yeah, sure. we got. Look at this new one. It like, like I got this new like rainbow alcohol ink that oh. I'm like just beautiful. I'm I'm like I'm ready for it. It's been on my desk for a week. I should really take okay. it over to the worker. When you use it, you'll have to message me a picture of whatever it looks like because I've been like eyeing that up on the internet. Like, I should I buy it? Do I own too much glitter? Is there a thing? Is there such a thing as too much glitter? I don't know. There only needs to be an improved glitter storage capability in my yeah, personal true. experience. Oh, I love it. Just increase your capacity for glitter. Exactly. I got yeah. so many spice jars and it's just glitter everywhere. I, I Part of me is like, I'm sorry if I track glitter throughout the house. That's how my life is now. <laughs> oh, oh I, yeah. The glitter, I've accepted it as part of myself. And um, if people don't like it, well, they can just hate on my shine it's then. The herpes of the art supply world. Yeah. It mm -hmm. will spread everywhere you go. My friends have been like, I found glitter in my house. I'm like, oh, imagine that. I don't, I was I don't, there I don't know where that came from. I don't know anything about that. No. As I like smack my like hoodie and like just blue interference powder like falls off. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I got there. 
<laughs> no idea. Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> so I guess, I guess that would count. We're going to come back again uh, when we get a few more people and then we'll do a group talk. But um, we'll, so I, I give everybody a scenario of like what happens and, and you're the first person and we actually pre-talked about the scenario. Uh, and I never do that. And then when we get to this point, people get really stumped. And so I wanted to give, you know, I'm going to start telling that at the beginning so that they have time to think about their epic answer. Uh, because you're like the 57th interview. And so I have to change mine every single time. So I'm always, yeah, it's, it's a little rough. Uh, so basically you're, you're in a basement, you're not trapped. Uh, but you are stuck there for 24 hours with one other person, living, dead, uh, preferably real not. Life or not real life. Per, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if they're a famous person in history or a famous person, like actor, actress, performer, uh, it, what year of that person, character, style, or way uh, would be there? Because I always say Jim Carrey is not always Ace Ventura, because if he was, it'd be an insane world if that was actually, you know, he Jim Carrey. He pulled off that tutu, though. Yeah, he, I, classic. I, I, I still giggle a lot when I watch that, and I watched it like a couple of days ago. That's why I brought it up. Um, uh, we added snacks, so any time of any type of like game snack. Um, obviously, a set of dice. Uh, it would be it would be complete if we're talking dice, not to have a dice set of your favorite in there. And uh, who would be the dungeon master for that session? Well, uh, I already my, I already live in a basement, so I'm a comfortable in a basement already. Uh, let's see, in a basement, I got a dingy light flickering. I would love to dm for matt coville in 100 honesty i saw him do a one shot and he played like uh, a wizard called morag and it was like a hag prototype just on it and i was in stitches with the voice and the mannerism that uh, i got into uh would love to see what other crazy stuff i could see from that uh okay. famous person wise like like an actor or actress yeah i would you... love dwayne i'm sorry uh, not dwayne kevin hart oh that could be oh, good yeah i saw kevin hart and jumanji and i would love to see him yep as a player or a dm because mm -hmm. either or i think i would have a great time yeah i think he said he played dnd when he was in high school very briefly or he made the uh the typical uh uh comment that kids from the 80s you know because we all that's why i put the basement scenario when i first started playing dnd in the 80s uh, i was in a dingy basement with that one light that hung down that wasn't attached to anything and that if you pulled the string you'd hope they wouldn't shatter it but yeah oh if, like, god it would move if the fan was on down there and water heater and all that other scary stuff um yeah so kevin hart that's badass i like that uh snacks oh god it has to be checks mix and hershey kisses oh, i will perfect. sit there Wait, together I, oh my god oh yeah uh, i'll tedious. even have like the cheddar checks mix and the hershey kisses that salty and sweet combo like that yeah. will keep me going for hours as long as like i have access to like an electric kettle so i can have like tea or 
just oh, yeah, water yeah. or something. Yeah, you get a drink too. It's horrible if you didn't have oh. it. I. I shouldn't put my, it my family's like super Irish, so we have like we have like tea time before bed. Like I drink anywhere like in the winter to like up to fifteen cups of tea a day. Whereas mm-hmm. in the summer, I like let it sit and cool down, and I have sun tea. Yep. Uh, do that here. Put out a couple tea bags and like an old milk gallon jug, and put that out in the sun while you're working out, and then. My wife and I are both from Texas, so we always do sun tea when we can, and uh, we actually a little lemon. joined uh, a tea. It's like a um, subscription box, but it's for tea. Uh, we do an international one, so uh, we have tons of little tea things and tons of different versions of teapots that we have downstairs to to do. Nice, all that. and yet you uh, always so drink scotch when I see you. I know. I always have a bottle <laughs> of scotch, uh, with me. Uh, but yeah, I drink a lot of tea as well, uh, mostly during the day. And but I like a good fruit tea uh, towards the end of the night. Um, yeah, yeah, I got a raspberry and a peach one right now. Yeah, Ooh, same. peach is one of my favorite teas. I really like pineapple too. Yep. I recently discovered I'm horribly allergic to pineapple. I was like, <gasps> didn't everyone good. have like the stinging sensation? And then I remember like I ate some pineapple. It was actually just last week, and I was like. I can't feel my face. Oh no, I can't feel my gums. And I'm like, if I had my tonsils still, this would be a very bad scenario. And thankfully I would like- One giant eyeball, just like sit. No, I had like drool coming out of my mouth. I was like, I can't even feel like my arms. And I was like, I finally, I called my mom. I was like, mom, something's wrong. (laughs) EpiPen. Isn't right. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I know my sister's allergic to apples. Like what's going on? And she's like, ah, you are the other fruit. She's, like, Thanks, she's got a giant board she's like pineapple right. yeah and i have another <laughs> sister who's allergic to bananas so it's oh. like oh we're just we're just checking the boxes at this point yep yep, yep. I'm, waiting for that, I'm waiting for that day to puff up like a fish i haven't found anything i'm allergic to yet uh resin <laughs> when i get it on my body but i feel like everybody has that same problem yeah it just burns you yeah yeah pretty much all right jenna what about you all right, oh, so wait, hold on, uh, wait. The most important thing, dice. What type of dice? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, one of your sets. I mean, I don't even own one of my sets, so. <laughs> They're just on the shelf next to you, and you're like, no, 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 not mine. <laughs> I don't even have. No, I don't have a full set of dice that's like all one consistent oh, set. Gotcha. Again, mine are all mismatch. Um, yeah, nothing wrong. I with think. That. God, almost any maker, I would just be happy for dice because again, they're like something people put like their time and love into. And yeah. I just cool. hoard everything. I have a hoarding problem in real life. Yeah. Um, anything that anyone gives me, I become overly sentimental with and I can never part from it. I each have sticky time, notes. Each time Amanda comes on the show, there'll be a box on the wall behind her. It's a slowly growing of different uh, oh spice God. bottles of, of glitter and uh components for dice and it's just i don't have a problem and eventually she's, she's <laughs> right. I don't have a problem. that's the one thing that i'm not going to give you a uh, grief about hoarding is glitter because i also do it like here i have a post-it note that like one of my uh co-workers gave me when i first started teaching mm-hmm. and he's like i just really enjoyed your lectures really knowledgeable and it shows a great thing and just like i was like I keep things like that too, though. Like, I, I can't get rid of this little post-it note. Like, no, it's yeah. an affirmation, though, in a little piece of paper. Oh yeah. Because this is, I do the same thing, right? Like, because I've had coworkers write me like little notes about like how I did something great or something, 
And I keep every single one because if I have a bad day, I look at them. That's weird. All my coworkers slash uh, people at work in the D&D community in our Facebook group, or not Facebook group, but uh, Facebook Messenger, uh, leave me sweet messages every day, Jenna. And uh, I don't want to keep half of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it says more about you than it does me, Kelly, that you're friends with me and you let me be an asshole. Look. It's like I got little flower petal glitters oh yeah i love it so yeah again i just collect like again i just have all the minis in my background and then it's like i got a manticore down here it's it's just my mini collection i'll just almost oh is yours organized nicely (gasps) oh like a a full banister full of all the those are all my big minis i've got small minis too but yeah, and I have I, uh, dragons that I haven't painted yet. I've got like a a giant dragon one. I've got a whole box that I haven't painted yet. I, I've got like I, a tight. Uh, that's a summer queen. Yeah, that I've been. Cool. But again, I just that's amazing. I, I love, love it. them. I want to yeah, have. No, a... I'm I'm with you. I I I started painting minis before I did dice, and now I've kind of like that's on the back burner. That's like when I when I'm not doing dice or playing D or inking dice or thinking about dice or fan or answering questions about dice uh i i do minis that's my break from D is yep. just more D stuff i, I love it i asked uh, teen phoenix Never have too much. uh i was like oh you got minis because she is like they're behind her she's like yeah i got thirty six thousand minis i was like yeah i can't get in that's amazing i love it so much just so i have shelves of them over there i have so many so you're you put my banister to shame then um it's just because i got a big 3d printer and i just can't stop yeah i i just can't get into minis and i'm a i've added to a couple patreons for different mini makers that like i've been following for like a few years since starting DD, and i was like oh look they have a patreon oh look they do these great things i'm like well, I just happened to get a 3D printer. Maybe I'll get a couple you know, files and slice files. it. And bam! Slippery slope. Slippery slope. I mean, yeah. I uh, when we right finally now. get to have uh, tables of, of of hanging out, and if I can ever get our team together, uh, we're all international. Most of us are around the world. But if we can ever get into one room, definitely before that happens, I'm going to be printing off minis and stuff. I'm not going to paint them because I don't have the patience for you that. Gotta have map because otherwise lee will be sad she needs to know dimensions okay oh yeah you need to know how like spell dimensions on like what's gonna hit what i get it it's such a he's from the theory of the mind generation though and i get that too right because i started playing when i was eight so i was like a little kid annoying the crap out of the adults at like gen con and things that's a whole other story but um <laughs> you get too many maps, and then everybody focuses on the map more than the game. And the next thing you know, everybody's standing yeah. by a door for four hours trying to figure out if they want to open it because they don't know what's underneath, you know, the covered piece. So I try to avoid having oh, as much. Tommy, aren't you uh, glad you're in my game? Because I'll just be like, nah, just open it. Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. I, I do that every game that I'll I'm do in it. with people. Whatever. People start talking about it, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm just gonna go. Our DM started putting like under the maps, like they'll put like a little like like an inch gap between the map and the blocker, 
And sometimes there'll be a room there and sometimes there'll be like a utility closet, but sometimes yeah. there'll be food there. So, you know, we don't know what we're going to get, but we're happy <laughs> either way. Hey, is it yeah. a dragon? Food, I would I be know. sad if there wasn't food though. Oh, we've, we've had a few moments. It's like, oh, look at this. Oh, look, there's like, like four M&Ms in this utility closet. Hell yeah. And then like <laughs> they go into the next room, this big open room and there's like nothing there. And then we go to like a small room and they're like, oh, maybe there's food in here. No, no, that that was almost a TPK. That's what that was. I don't yeah. even know what that was. It was an aberration of some sort and yeah. it drained my strength like hell. And thankfully I'm a barbarian. So it's the only reason I did not die. Perfect. But you well, were so weak. Oh, I was so weak, but we then she saw. gave us snacks afterwards. So that helped. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we kind of side sidetracked from <laughs> the basement. Sorry. But uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and quickly do Jenna and then all right, fine. I've got it ready, though, so I don't have to own them. All right. So uh, Dean Winchester, uh, specifically, not Jensen Ackles, Dean Winchester, we're eating burgers because that's what he wants to eat, right? And right. burgers are good. Um, we're playing Call of Cthulhu because that's some weird shit and he's seen some weird shit, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to DM for him because I think it's funny when uh, the facial expressions that he has when fucked up shit happens. Right, right, right. I like it. Did I miss anything? Oh, dice. Uh, we're going to play <laughs> with some of my dice. dice Forget about the dice. <laughs> dice are always on the mind. It just doesn't pop up. It's just a constant thing in our vision. No, you know what? I'm changing it. I want to play with one of Dark Moon dices. Oh, oh. oh I love their stuff. She's the glitter. Oh, my God. The colors. I fangirl her so hard. She's uh, She was on episode five. Uh, she, she's yeah. coming out this Friday. Uh, her episode. Yep. Great, great gal. She's in group one. But again, group one and two will do a big meet. So you guys all get to meet meet her. She's very nice, very kind. She's so sweet. I think I was like fangirling over their stuff like a little earlier. And like I responded like her story and she like message. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it's it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, I, I was expecting uh, a lot different. And then it was just like, it was like talking with, you know, Mark Reinhagen or or Satine Phoenix or the Nerdarchy guys. They're just they're regular people. They just are very yeah. good at what they do, and uh, they're yeah. really cool and interactive. So, yeah, it was just really nice. Uh, we uh, yeah we had a lot of fun. So hopefully we'll open up that community a little bit more. Uh, I for mine, uh, hmm, there's so many people. I, I think Mark Wahlberg, I'd like to... Uh, oh, yeah, Marky Mark. Yeah, from uh, from Boogie Nights, just just because. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Just because. I, I don't know why. Because maybe the movie took place in the 80s, so I, I think maybe that's... Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then I would probably have to do any type of metal dice. I've been getting into metal dice. I want to buy a metal printer, but I, I don't think my wife will let me. Uh, not yet. Not until we start making money from dice. Once I start making money from the masters that I make, uh, then I can purchase bettered equipment. Not saying you're you gotta, bars. Uh, you got to get like a nice, like, uh, like either a tray or a felt tabletop or something. Because uh, my friend has metal dice, and let's just say uh, his table ain't looking so great now. Yeah. So a quick story. So it was '99, and my friend's a. Uh, 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 
you know, he's a smith or that's uh, not a smith. He worked at a, a welding shop and he made us like these D20s. Like he actually got the equipment to sand them down. They weren't really like, they weren't perfect, but hey, a D20 is a D20. And <laughs> we were drinking and I was like, uh, roll D20. And the, my friend grabbed his dice and he dropped it. <laughs> right in the glass table went straight through and everybody's like oh, oh my god uh it is like yep that's still a critical fail <laughs> <laughs> so i like metal dice and that's before they had metal dice or if they yeah. did they were like a hundred bucks to get them and so it was really cool because he etched the numbers in it with the with the welding uh uh spike and i was like oh that's that's cool. Um, so yeah, I'd have metal dice and then uh, snacks. We'd have uh, Big Macs. I don't know because I like Big Macs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, for drinking, we'd have mead because I used to brew mead uh, when we were playing mead. in the oh, '90s. Nice. So like, we would just have a bunch of honey wine. Oh, I love mead. Twenty-four hours, we get hammered. We'd just be gone. my friend. My friend makes wine because he's a beekeeper. And nice. he has a ton of, he has so he always has honey. So I so get my honey from him. Nice. nice. Yeah, I like honey wine. It's good. And living in Germany, you get some pretty good honey because uh, it seems like every other neighbor has like bee farms because of like little signs because we live out in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, yep. oh, I can get fresh honey over there. I get fresh honey over there. Uh, I get fresh water from, well, I'm not going to use water from over there, but <laughs> I can get fresh water. It's all German uh, products. Nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, that pretty much that rounds up all that. I think am I missing anything from my own scenario? No, that's it. Uh, so yeah, thanks for coming on. We really enjoyed having you. And again, uh, like I tell everybody, uh, when you got something new come out or your website or a new round of dice, uh, you can come back on and talk about that. And uh, we'll just, you know, we have uh, quite a few people that come back for their third fourth fifth time just because they've started something new on their show and or you know in your instance dice making so you're more than welcome to come back and and be part of the community yeah like i could would love to come back and uh eventually i'll, have, I'll get some new masters and i'll be back into mold making for a little bit to get the army of mold set up for all the new dice yeah yeah, yeah definitely cool um yeah so thanks for coming on uh great to have you it was we had a blast and we we've been yeah. talking for god uh almost three hours so the pre-show to the now uh we just hit <laughs> an hour uh nothing wrong with that that just means we had fun so uh again thanks for being our eighth uh dice master uh maker on dice dice baby Thank you for having me. I've yeah, enjoyed thanks. this so much. I, first interview I've had for making dice. Uh, when I got the message, I was like, I, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? Why not? The chances of me having anything coming from this, little to none. I'll take a risk. And I was like, wait, what? They actually want to interview me? I was like, oh, crazy. Aww. But this has been a blast. I've loved this. Yeah. Like, part yeah. of me is like, oh, another dice maker. I'm like, oh, someone who understands my glitter problems is awesome. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't <laughs> I be get able it. To, I wouldn't yeah, be able to get anywhere. Anonymous. If, if I didn't have Jenna with me, then dice conversation would not go anywhere because I don't know anything about it except for making, uh, you know, the masters. So, yeah, 
connecting all you folks is my goal uh, and learning the process at the same time. So I can eventually leave it to Jenna because I won't be able to go down that path. But <laughs> <laughs> one well, day you'll come to Wisconsin for a con and I'll let you pour your own set of dice and then, you know, you can make them whatever you want. I'll like set the molds out in front of you. I'll help you mix the resin. And then you can learn how to sand them, polish nope. them. Nope. That's that part. He'll hand them to me. He'll be like, oh, these are great after we demold them and be like, here, Many fix years them. in the military doing uh, <laughs> stuff of that nature. And nope, not doing it. Not sanding dice, but just repetitive L things. Tasks. <laughs> yeah. So, alrighty. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Roll. Join us each week as we interview folks within the gaming and entertainment industry, such as writers, illustrators, artists, podcasts, Twitch and YouTube streamers, social media content creators, handcrafted gaming apparel and merchandise, and much more. You can find Maximum Roll on Apple and Spotify and anywhere else you find your podcast. If you want to be interviewed on the show, just email us at MaximumRollEntertainment at gmail.com or Instagram at Maximum underscore Roll underscore Entertainment underscore LLC. And if you like Maximum Roll, check out some of the other Dungeons & Dragons podcasts and streams on the Maximum Roll Entertainment Podcast Network, such as... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to let them tell you about their shows. Looking for unique and fun twists to your normal D&D podcast? Well, then check out Crumpets and Kerosene. This fun-filled homebrew game takes our adventurers from the modern world into a land of roving gangs of killer clowns, creepy British children, and the mating habits of dragons, and even Santa Claus. Join Jason, Alora, Merle, Sophia, Quentin, and Serene as they quest their way through the realms of mystery and evil. You can find Crumpets and Kerosene on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, and everywhere else you find podcasts. You can also find us on Patreon. Just search Crumpets and Kerosene and get even more wild and crazy fun. Hey, hey, stop on by DD420.com. We're a guild of role players brought and bound together by Common Drive, the love of role playing games. We bring our individual skills and personalities together to breathe life into the worlds and games created by our game masters. We also offer podcasts such as Late Night with Jess and Jam. We have custom content, a bestiary for 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, and a Discord server where you can find games or just hang out and make new friends. That's DD420.com. Need some excitement on that morning drive to work? Welcome, adventurers, to Constructed Chaos, a live-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast full of unpredictable antics, borking doggos, and engaging fantasy storytelling and roleplay. With sessions recorded in a professional studio setting, you'll feel every bit of the action and hear every snide remark by the snarky NPCs. Jump in and have a listen to our flagship campaign, The Wrath of Zealous, to help us construct some chaos. This is Mark Reinhagen, creator of Vampire the Masquerade and all those other monster games. If you like what I did before, you're going to love the Accursed series of games using a narrative version of the D20 5e game system, in which you play cursed beings in a dark fantasy setting called Lostlorn. I'm working with a collective of artists, writers, and game designers called the Tailspinners 
to bring this world and these games to life, and you're welcome to join us on the ride. We are releasing a new zine every month, uh, which in a series of six, detail and outline a unique and amazing campaign setting. We started with Bloodstone Isle and are moving next onto Invictus, the city of bridges. For a nominal sum, you can get these delivered to you monthly on Patreon. Just type in patreon.com backslash lostlorn. Thanks for listening. Games like Dungeons and Dragons are more popular than ever. But with tons of rules, mountains of books, and so many dice, it can be hard to know where to get started. That's where Dungeoneering with Jason comes in. We're Dungeon Masters for Hire. Take a break and let us run your next game. One-on-one tutorials are also available for new DMs. Contact Dungeoneering with Jason today. Adventure is just a click away. Music